Well, let's get into it tonight. If you're catching this on the replay, thank you so much for taking the time to do that. Those of you that are normally with me Monday through Friday on GDT time, that's God's divine time because I try and normally get in about 8.30, but here lately with everything that's going on, I've been coming in about 9, sometimes a little bit after 9, which is the case today. So let's get into it tonight. Oh, and let me say, if you're catching this on um, one of the podcast outlets, thank you so much. Make sure you give us a subscribe and a follow. Also, if you're watching over on YouTube, make sure you click the little like, give us a thumbs up, and also give us a, a subscribe, right? Let's get into it. Let's talk about the praise in prayer tonight. Just real quick, not going to hold you guys too long, but the praise in prayer. Starting out, if we look at, and you know, we've been, I've been really going into the different series related to prayer, talking about the importance of it. So each time coming in and adding to those lessons, you know, kind of building up that way you guys can go back through the replays, put all of these together and have some great study materials to go by, right? Cause we know the word tells us study to show thyself approved, right? So with this tonight, let's look at it here. Starting out in Psalms 100. And four Psalm 104. Hey, Mel, glad to see you. It tells us enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name, right? So we're looking at the P first. You guys know I love my acronyms. So what we're going to do is by the time we get to the end of it, we're going to break down the praise in prayer, right? So that P looking in Psalms 104 and it tells us Psalm 100 verse 4 enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise be thankful to him and bless his name right entrance into the presence of God into his courts into the foyer with praise and worship right some um Sometimes I like to play music, sing songs, you know, just be worship in the spirit. Cause you know, a lot of the times these days, it seems like it's a rush process. Oh, we got to rush past this so we can get to this. We got offering coming up. Uh, we got to hurry up. Hey, mother clock. Well, almost time for the benediction of the somebody from the mother boy needs to get up and speak. Does the mother board even still exist? Does anybody know what happened to the mother board? Y'all remember the motherboard? Or, or am I speaking a language that people like motherboard? What is the motherboard? I remember the motherboard. They were very, uh, very uh, pristine women back in the day, you know, when I was coming up and small. So I don't even know. Somebody let me know if the motherboard is still with us and a part of the church assembly uh, these days, right? But talking about praise, right? Before we even begin to ask God for anything, when we're in prayer, before we even form our lips to say, Lord, give me, Lord, I need, Lord, Father God, it's me again. I want before we even do any of that before we ask anything we have to make clear our gratitude and, and just show that we're grateful for what he's already done give him praises show him in worship that we're thankful and grateful for everything that he's already done. So as I said, you may want to do that in celebration with worship music. You may want to go through, even read through um, some of the other Psalms, but whatever you do, just make sure you give the Lord praise, right? From 
from our mouths, right? Say, thank you, God, before we're going um, into prayer. He loves when that comes from our lips. Uh, if you want to look at the receipt for that, that's Hebrews 13 and 15. And let me pull it up real quick. Hebrews 13 and 15. And I had so many tonight, I really wanted to put all of these on the screen to follow along. But with the time constraints, I just did not have time to get everything typed in. That's what an assistant would be great at about now. Hebrews 13 and 15. And it tells us, therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. He likes to hear that praise come from our mouth. He wants to hear that worship, that gratefulness, and just showing thank you, God, for everything that you've done and everything that you will continue to do because you are a gracious God, right? So that's the P in that the praise in prayer is what we're looking at tonight. Let's take a look at the R, repentance. The Lord tells us if we look at, uh, if you look at Psalms 51 and 17, that a broken and contrite um, or repenting heart, he will not turn away. He will not turn away. And, and, and you know, along with our faith, that willingness to say, Lord, forgive me. I've done wrong. And I don't know why that can be so hard sometimes. And as Mel always says, ain't nobody here but us. It's just us and the Lord. Nobody else hears it unless you have real thin apartment walls or, you know, you're standing in a public place doing the repentance. But sometimes even before the Father, it's hard just to, to put down that flesh, to... Um, Get down some, you know, some of that ego and say, Lord, 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 I know I was wrong. Father, forgive me to go into repentance. I don't know why that is. You know, maybe it, it, we pick up that same form, you know, of shame that we get as opposed going to an actual person and saying, you know what, I am so sorry, but it does not have to be that way. When we go to our father, he wants us to come and repent. Scripture says Psalm 51, 17, that a broken and contrite or repenting heart, he will not turn away. And then also, if we look at first John one and nine, first John one and nine, it tells us if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But what we have to do is I like to tell some people, suck it up, Sally. We have to suck it up and go and say, you know what, Father, I, I have sinned. I have done wrong. And, and we know none of us are perfect, right? Everyone sins. And as Mel talked about in her You, Me, and a Cup of Tea, sometimes we like to put this sin up here and this sin down here. But no, it's all in one big bowl, one big hodgepodge. Sin is sin. And the, uh, the example I love that uh, when Mel gives, you know, you take that person um, that's over here, they're out in the streets, they're murdering, they're molesting, they're abusing, they're robbing, stealing, you know, but then you have that person that, you know, the speed limit sign says, um, 55, but you decide, Ooh, I'm running a little bit for late for work. So I'm going to go ahead and go 75 or 80 sin 
is sin. But we really like to make ourselves feel a little bit better sometimes saying, mm-mm, you a murderer, you ain't no good, you this, you that, mm-mm, you are not any good. But my little sin over here, all I told was a little small white lie. All I took was one little piece of bubble gum. You know how when you go in the store and they have those big old candy displays um, and it says, please do not take these unless you paid for them or that one little grape in the store. We said, well, I'm just going to eat a couple of these grapes. Sin is sin. Stealing is stealing. No matter the value or the amount of it, sin is sin. No matter how you try and put it together and how you try and rationalize it, right? So repentance of that, that's your R. Um, so the first one, the praise, going in and saying, thank you, Father God, just worshiping bringing in that spirit, getting ourselves into his presence, then the R in praise, repentance, repenting, and, and saying, cleanse my heart, Father God. I know anytime, especially, um, uh, on Sunday mornings, we have pre-prayer before service. On Wednesday nights, you guys know I have prayer ministry. Before I intercede on behalf of anyone else, I have to say, Father, cleanse my spirit, cleanse my soul of anything that may not be right, anything that you do not approve of. Cleanse me, show me what it is that I'm in error of so I can come and lay the prayers for these people at your feet. Cleanse me first, we have to go in and do that. Father, bring to my mind anything that I need to repent for, anything that I need to ask for forgiveness for. Show me anything that's going to hinder these prayers from coming through effectively as I need them to. That is so, so important. If you're standing in the gap, if you're going to intercede for anyone else, you have to go in and clear out yourself first before you can bring on that of others, which we're trying to stand in the gap and intercede for so praise repentance let's look at the a in praise the ask the ask if we look at luke 11 and 9 luke 11 and 9 tells us so i say to you ask and it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and it will be open to you. So when you're in prayer, and James also tells us that we have not because we ask not. Don't you remember when your parents, you'd be like, uh, you'd be scared to ask. And then later on down the road, they'd be like, well, you should have came and asked. And they would love that. They, they used to love to use this scripture. I know my grandma did. We have not because we ask not. And then when I would ask, mm-mm, mm-mm, well, you know, it was like one of them situations like, man, and it's almost like they would just wait to use this scripture against us when we was, uh, when I was a kid, I know I felt that way looking back at it now. So what that scripture is telling us, it's imperative. It is important for us to ask. If again, if you look back at Luke 9 and James 4 verses 2 and 3 also tells us that we have not because we ask not, right? He already knows what we need, but he still puts the commandment out there. His word still tells us that we must come and ask. As we talked about um, in, in Psalm also, from the fruit of our lips, he wants to hear that praise, that gratitude, that gratefulness from our lips. So we have to make the ask, right? That's what we have to do. Ask and receive. It may not come in the form that we want it to come in. It may not look the way we want it to look. It may not come when we want it to, but 
But as the old song says, he's always right on time. Even if we feel like it wasn't fast enough, he comes in his time at his will and he comes through for us, right? So remember, Remember, part of our spiritual responsibility, right, is covering of our families, covering of our loved ones, covering of those that are close to us, and going in and asking for their safety, asking for that covering, asking for those blessings around their lives, right? It's not just about us. That's so important to remember when we're in the S. Ask for your neighbor. Ask for that coworker that you may not be too fond of. Ask for that person that you seem to get that same cashier in the checkout every single time. It's like the Lord is testing you with that specific cashier. You always end up in that line. No matter which one, you may try and switch to the next lane, but guess what? So I said, once you go on break and you switch to lane number five, just when you walked up and put your stuff down at lane number five, ask for that person. The ask isn't always for us. So make sure you stand in and intercede on behalf of family, friends, coworkers, perfect strangers. You may be passing somebody um, on the highway and you look over and you're like, mm, they look like they're having a bad day. You may you have no idea what their name is. Father God, please bless that lady that was in the blue car that really looked like she was going through something on I-45 this morning. Father God, you know who that female was. You know, it's just as simple as that. Make the ask. Let's look at the I in praise. Praise in prayer. Let's look at the I in it. Intercede. If we look at Hebrews 7 and 25, Hebrews 7 and 25, therefore he is also able to save the uttermost those who come to God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them, right? We know the word intercedes means to stand in place of another. As I talked about earlier, if you're going to intercede in prayer on behalf of anyone else, make sure that self is clean. Take the little broom, sweep around your own front door before you start sweeping around the door for others. As the Williams brothers said, sweep around your own front door. Ask the Lord to come in and clear out anything that may be in the way, right? So Hebrews 7, 725 tells us that Jesus lives to make intercession for us, right? He's the he's the pattern. He left the pattern for us, our leader, our shepherd, right? And if he's interceding for us, and it shows us that we're called to intercede on behalf of others. So again, that falls back into the ass. This part right here ties in with it interceding for others, standing in that gap. They may not have the strength to pray for themselves. They may feel like they don't even need prayer, but as a reader and a studier of the word, you're looking at everything that they're doing. You're looking at things that they're saying, not judging, not judging, not judging, but you're looking and saying, mm, Ooh, the word of my God just tells me this is not right. I'm going to stand in and I'm going to intercede on behalf of this person. Because I know you, I've asked people before, would you like me to pray for? I do not. What do you, what I do not need prayer. So they may feel like at that time they don't need prayer, but we know the word of our God tells us differently. So you simply intercede on their behalf, right? So let's recap at this point, the praise and prayer. We have the P, um, which is praise. The R, repentance. The A is ask. 
Go in and ask. The I intercede. Let's look at the S. Speak the word. If Let's look at Mark 11, 21 through 24. Mark 11, 21 through 24. And Peter, and Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. <laughs> that I'm sorry. That reminds me of the lesson when I was teaching. I believe that was last week or week before last, right? He knew that tree was going to wither. He already knew. And remember, they walked away. They went where they were headed. And as they were coming back, Jesus kept on walking. But the disciples looked and was like, hey, Ain't that that tree that he cussed earlier? Hey, hey, Jesus, uh, this tree. But he knew the tree was what was going to happen once he had cursed the tree. But it's just when you read that passage, when I read through that passage, you know, it's just picturing the face of the disciples being like, man, that thing really withered up. God had no doubt when he cursed that tree. He knew what was going to happen. But it took them actually seeing it all shriveled up and dead. And they were like, my, 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 it really died up. Mm, sorry for you fig tree so let's look here we're looking at speaking the word mark 11 21 through 24 and peter remembering said to him rabbi look the fig tree which you cursed is withered away so jesus answered and said to them have faith in god for assuredly i say to you whoever says to this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says will be done he will have whatever he says verse 24 therefore i say to you whatever things you ask when you pray believe that you receive them and you will have them and all of these i'm pulling from the new king james version tonight so the scripture stand is, um, is telling us mark 11 verses 21 through 24 to speak the word if we look at matthew 4 verses 1 through 4 also confirms it for us matthew 4 verses 1 through 4 then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward, he was hungry. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of god as i always say when you're not sure what to do go to the word when you're not sure what to pray pray his word back to him the exact thing when uh jesus was going through that temptation when satan thought he was so slick the um jesus went right to the word and used the word to give back to him so speak the word that's your s in that that's your s right there speak the word so we have praise repentance ask intercede and speak the word right 
There are things we ask of God, but then there are things sometimes he leads us to, right? When we go into meditation, when we go into praise, when we go into worship, when we go into that time with him, he leads us to those things and says, hmm, this is what you need to ask for. It's that guidance that we're seeking for, that guidance that we're looking for, right? He gives that to us. And I can't, okay, it looks like we're back, so I'm going to keep going here with this. We got one more. We have the E to close this out. The E is enjoy his presence. Once you've worshiped in the presence, once you've welcomed him, you've went through your praise, your repentance, you've went through the ask, you've interceded on behalf of others during your prayer time, you spoke the word, you enjoy his presence. Just enjoy bringing in the presence of the Holy Spirit, knowing that he's there because you can feel it when it comes in. It's like a wave. It's a calm that comes over you and you're just like, Mm, welcome father god welcome father god into this place into my prayer oh i'm so glad to have you here so that's it a simple breakdown for tonight the praise repentance the ask intercede speak the word and enjoy his presence all right i hope you guys found something in this that hopefully inspired you something that helped you out a little bit something that you can go back and notate and use for your study notes right that's why i put these together until next time walk good do good be good all right tornado i'm out i love y'all i really really do You all know the Torah. 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 Torah.